Hello, everybody. Today we're reading from Judges chapter 6. And to give you a little bit of context, this is after uh, Joshua. Uh, people are in the promised land. They're not, they do not have any kings yet. It's, um, and so uh, it's this time where Israel is in a bit of a chaos because they are not following God. And the reason for that is God told them to take all of the land. And they were like, but we already got the land we like, so what's the big deal? Well, this is the big deal, that these other people that God said, I want you to, you know, move them, move them are now oppressing you, including the Midianites. Um, and so we have uh, these Midianites who are uh, literally like locusts. <laughs> it's like, that's crazy. Um, and when they ask God, like, why? Why is this happening? God's like, well, I led you out of Egypt and I told you what to do, but you have not obeyed me. And I think it's interesting that in verses 7 uh, through 10, that this prophet is unnamed. Um, and I think partly it's because this is not something they should have needed a prophet for. <laughs> this is something like obviously they should have known. But I think the important thing about doubt and faith, right, is they are questioning why these things are happening. But the turning point is really verse 6, that they cry out to the Lord, which is the same as the beginning of Exodus, mm -hmm. right? That even 400 years of disobedience and doubt, they have faith in even the smallest moment and they cry. They cry out to God. And so we have uh, the angel of the Lord appearing to Gideon. Um, this is a very famous story. Um, it's really funny. Um, Gideon is not like a very courageous man. I know we always have that image of him like charging the Midianites. Within, uh, but he is, I don't know if you know this, uh, if you're beating out wheat in a wine press, that doesn't make any sense. Oh. In order to separate wheat from chaff, you need chaff. chaff. You need wind. wind. And, and the wind will blow away the chaff and leave the wind behind. But if you're on a wine press, a wine press is generally underground or like in a pit. It's like a large pit. So, so there is no wind. Basically, he's doing because he's afraid, and God comes to him and is like, mighty man of valor. And he's like, right? are you talking to me? And I think that's part of, you know, as much as we are have doubt in God, I think a lot of times our doubt in God also comes from our doubt in ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Whether or not we are loved or redeemable or anything like or that. Or good or useful. Yeah, all these <clears> things. And, <throat> um, but God says, God chooses you. And it's interesting to see that in verse uh, 14, or not, not 14, in verse uh, 13, sorry, I missed, um, Gideon does not – oh, verse 15. Gideon does not recognize that this is God speaking to him because he calls him Lord and that is not the little um, the capital Lord uh, in your Bibles. You'll see that, which means that he's using Adonai, which is like master, right? Like Or like sir and not Yahweh. Um, but in his not knowing, he also sees that there's something – here mm -hmm. some kind what, of authority right so the same way that moses responded with that little bit of faith gideon for all his weakness has a little bit of faith right and he does you know like prepares the goat he makes you know and then he, the angel of the lord then you know makes fire come from the rock and he's like oh, and he's like, oh it's Yahweh. i am who i am but then um you know and then god asked him to do this sign which is please cut down this bail or pull down the all altar Baal, cut down this pole and build an altar. Which means that Gideon was probably offering to these people before. Or, or, his, or, before, or at, at minimum his community was. community was. And he does it 
at night, so still a little not very courageous. And when he is found out, it's actually not his faith, but his father's faith. Because his father's faith, which I love, is, yo, if you want to fight, if you, if your God needs you to fight for him, then he's not a God. And they're <laughs> right? like, yeah, yeah, makes they're sense. They're like, logic, logic, logic. Uh -huh. And I think that's also, again, a reminder that, you know, I know there's a lot of people that when we have doubts, we think that we're supposed to struggle with doubts on our own. And I think it's a great reminder that, no, when you have doubts, God puts community, family into your life to help you in those times of doubt, and especially in those times of conflict. Right. And so then we see this at the end of the chapter, um, the sign of the fleece, which is, this is really interesting story where it look Gideon is basically testing God, testing his faith, being right. like, God, like, despite all this stuff and having the spirit of the Lord on me in verse 34, yeah. I need a little more. And both of these signs, if you've ever been camping or, you know, anywhere outdoors, you realize how impossible both of them are. But the fact that even after the first one, Gideon is like, let me just do the opposite. Uh, but I'll tell you just from personal experience, I think that God is always okay with that. He's always okay with you asking for reaffirmation for you to follow him. Mm -hmm. I think what he is not okay with is when we are saying, when we are looking for all the reasons not to follow him, mm -hmm. right? Um, and we'll see this again a little bit, I think tomorrow, I'm not sure, sometime in our week today, um, putting the Lord God to the test uh, is something that in some ways God is totally okay with. And in some ways he is not. But, we'll see that. Yeah, and we'll talk about that more. Bye.